Even though Steve Jobs dropped out of college, while he was there, he took a course, he took a few courses, but one of the courses he took was that he learned calligraphy. This is, I mean, as he says and as he shared, was because he was intrigued by lettering and calligraphy and it made him want to add aesthetically pleasing fonts into Mac while PC was using boring fonts. Because he took that class and everyone copied him eventually, today we enjoy aesthetically pleasing visuals in our text. So it isn't just about learning a skill. Your skill needs to make sense. YouTube, Skillshare, Domestica, 21Draw, Udemy. There are so many learning platforms on the internet. But it's really what you do with what you learn. So while it's vital that you learn a skill or two or three, what you do with that skill is more important. I was born into a filmy family. Both my parents were into the media. Dad was a radio presenter, then a filmmaker, then a documentary filmmaker. Mom worked in a 9-to-5 job and in her free time she would direct plays and dances and shoot. Her passion also was filmmaking and both she and my brother attended XIC. My brother too is a fantastic writer, editor and content creator. So it basically runs in the family. It's a family business. Media and good writing is in our DNA and so it makes sense that I would have that passion too. Side note, movies were my babysitters throughout my life. Maybe that is why I loved editing, I loved camera, I loved writing, I loved acting, I loved choreography, I loved action. So it would be understandable why my interest would resonate towards the media. When my career actually took off, my internship with USL took a backseat to my glamorous job at Filmfare. But it was my news channel job that I was taught not just to come on camera, but I learned how to write scripts, write for visuals, shoot, edit content. It was my production experience at CBN that taught me that documentation wasn't enough, that telling a story was key to content. So when I started my own production company, I realized and learned on the job that location, set design, storyboarding went hand in hand with content writing. Online platforms that focus on skill-based learning can fill your brain with so much information, but making that information count begins where you can put that into practice. Today, because I learned basic production, I'm able to understand that I need to upgrade my studio. I understand the importance of having a decluttered background or the importance of having a three-point light setup, not just a window light. One of my mentors, Rukmini, taught me that um, if I was able to edit my own story, I could control the narrative. That advice helped me instantly and it continues to help me today as I don't really have budgets for editors and cameramen and sound design. What I have in my kitty is the ability to write and the confidence to speak and post-production sense, which is growing every day. Learning a skill isn't just enough, and that's what I've realized. It needs to translate into action, mostly because it will benefit you in the long run. So what are the skills you've learned that you haven't put into practice or put into action? Take some time to think about that, because trust me, there lies your secret to growing.
Burnout is a real thing. Feeling overwhelmed is more real than you realize. That's why it's important for you to plan and pace your work. I once saw something really funny on Instagram in one of those reels. People who leave their 9 to 5 jobs never actually work less. They end up working 24/7 jobs. Anyone who's a freelancer, entrepreneur or their own boss would tell you that many people see 9 to like 5 jobs as boring, but eventually you go home, you sleep, you eat, you wake up and you get back to work the next day. When I worked in a like a 9 to 5 job, um it was like okay i would wake up i would go to work and then i would come back right in that was like my film fair job news channels were more erratic but even then eventually i would go home maybe after a day or two or three uh, but eventually i would reach home running a business means you're managing all the operations all the time like being a photographer doesn't um you know it doesn't mean that you're only shooting 4 to 8 hours every day it means that like you need to take calls do the marketing find clients which happen only when you're not working being an illustrator doesn't mean that you draw and go to sleep it means wanting to finish the illustration wanting to post it on social media blogging about it or podcasting about it this is a tough spot to be in especially for those one person company who you know companies that don't have employees and the people who are doing it all on their own Even some of the most famous YouTubers have agencies helping them. One of the key things I love about being your own boss is that you can get breaks whenever you want. Like today, in between writing this script for the podcast, I took a 8 episode binge watching break to watch India Indian Weddings Match Me Matchmaking India Matchmaking I forgot the title season 2. So it does have its perks, but pacing yourself and planning your content is vital to have like a more sustainable work life balance and avoiding burning out completely now while i'm saying this as a life lesson from my work i struggle with this but that said i love my work so much that um that in 11 years i have never wanted a holiday that i could stop working that just says how happy i am but i'm very clear about pacing myself and planning things around my work now i happen to have great support in my husband who shares a lot of the load but i do try my best to get my house chores around um you know done before i work or maybe after i work generally it's before i work but honestly the only time i feel burnt out is in the kitchen when when i'm cooking especially after christmas season or after a birthday when i'm working without pacing myself or planning a balanced schedule out basically I believe that working hard and partying hard is vital when it comes to my work. Now when I say partying hard, I mean watching a movie or having a picnic at the beach. But when I ensure celebrations and joys, um these become a very big part of my process because it's easier to push myself to survive the hard work, which sometimes can be monotonous. So the life lesson here is plan your time so you have time to enjoy yourself also not just work creating a workstation to take care of your needs is very important i learned that during the pandemic earlier i had the whole house to myself when my daughter was at school and my husband was at work But once everyone came home, I was lost. 
I helped my husband create his workstation. My daughter, I created, I created like multiple workstations for her schoolwork, her music and playtimes. But I felt lost because I had no allocated space for myself. My desk space to edit is fantastic, but it has like all it has is space for my computer, my keyboard, my hard drives and charging devices. When it comes to having a like a workstation to shoot on, um, I didn't really have anything until we got that white, like the famous white table, which I shoot most of my overhead content. So now after that happened, I feel a lot more free and comfortable. I think having a space for yourself in your home is important. And as women and housewives, we tend to be sent off to the kitchen. Even having a kitchen that works for you is in, like important. Like today when I was making waffles, it was a lot like standing and waiting for the waffles to get ready. So normally what I do is I, I move a chair into the kitchen when I'm making waffles so I can sit down and not get so tired standing the whole time. The more comfortable you are at your workspace, the more you can give to your work without worries. Passion is the key to excellence. If you woke up one morning feeling excited to do something, that's probably where your passion lies. I wake up in the morning and want to draw even before my beloved cup of tea. That is an indicator that I love what I do. Without passion, you're not on any journey towards excellence. And it's very hard to have no passion and still have the desire to be excellent. So in my opinion, if you want to be excellent at something, it goes hand in hand with your passion. Comparison is the emotional cancer of our times. The biggest danger to passion and enthusiasm is comparing yourself to an unachievable goal. If you want to climb a mountain and your attention is only on the person who's reached the top, you may feel overwhelmed that you haven't achieved so much and that discouragement may not allow you to even start climbing the mountain. But as many people who hike, walk or climb mountains know that it's the step-by-step, rock-by-rock, path-by-path that is arduously, painstakingly taken that eventually leads you to the top of the mountain. You don't know the person's journey. You don't know their struggles. You don't know the paths they stumble through. You are only looking at their victories. Social media is one of the biggest vehicles of showing you people's victories, but hardly any struggle stories. People talk about how much they earned or how successful they are, but you don't know how many years they had to be without money or beg to get where they are. I've tried my best to show the real side of life and share my struggles along the way. But eventually, even though I don't earn enough money through the ventures I do, not my books, not YouTube, not my courses, to support my family through a week, people look at my life and think I have it all figured out. You don't know what the other person is going through with what they're posting on social media. In most cases, social media is a lie. It's a mask we put on to show our best faces to the world. I struggle with comparing myself to others a lot. In my marriage, I struggled even more because I would compare my marriage to those of my friends. 
I remember seeing a friend's vacation photographs where they travel to Europe one year and then over the years all over India having holidays and they look so happy. As a couple they seemed happy and many times I would compare my life and feel discouraged that my normal vanilla existence was so boring compared to other people's lives. But years later I discovered they got a divorce. I still cannot understand how. How can you travel the world? How can you go for holidays and then decide you don't want to be together? They seem so happy. That's when I realized that comparison was bad for my emotional health because I had no idea what the men, what the narrative was behind these perfect pictures. And even though my husband may not take me to Europe or even Mathiran, but he will wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to drive my daughter and I for two hours in the freezing cold for a 6 a.m. Marvel movie, even though he's not into Marvel films. In all things, discouragement is natural. But if I've learned anything in these past few months, is that you have to be in control of your own moods. Your own encouragement, you have to be in control of because no one can really help you but yourself. Like, how do you get over your mother, your best friend dying? How do you cope with not being able to speak to your mom anymore? Not because you're fighting with her, because, but because she died. And who can take you out of this sadness? It's you that has to make up your mind to focus on the positives. Value those around you more. Forgive the hurts you can't let go of. I would also add that being alone with God's help is quite, par- quite a powerful place to be at for me. But I'm going off topic. Being discouraged is natural. But never let anyone cripple you from being the best version of yourself.